Welcome back, and we venture on this Friday into hour number three of the program. Good to have you. Good to have you. What's got going on this weekend? Uh, Jim in Milwaukee hits us up, says, this is it. Riding weekend, a little bit of, little bit of wind therapy. Wind therapy. Jim, I would have to agree. I don't know if how much riding I'm going to get in, but I agree with you. I want to get some in. That's for damn sure. This is going to be, uh, today is supposed to be in the 60s. Tomorrow in the 70s and Sunday in the 70s. After that, I think we have some rain moving into the area and it starts to get cold again next week. But, yeah, if you're going to if you're gonna get in the yard, I got my yard work done yesterday. Uh, but I still have not lost all the leaves off of my trees. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to have to do it at least one more time before the season's out. But, yeah, I got some yard work done yesterday. 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up. Over on Twitter, you can find me at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Follow us, like us, all that kind of good stuff on Facebook, the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe there. Love it when you do. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Twitch TV. You can find Ben Kenny over on Twitter at Ben Z Kenny. Email the program the old-fashioned way, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And you can also, excuse me, find us over on the podcast pages, which is over on uh, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, everywhere. But the uh, the website gives you all of that, thebillmichaels.com, thebillmichaels.com. You can find us over there as well. Wind therapy this weekend sounds really good, though. Tonight, like I mentioned earlier, probably going to do a few cocktails around the area. Been promising, Kristen, that we're going to get out, just the two of us, and just do something. And uh want to get out and just, you know, kind of enjoy some time, so to speak. And then uh, tomorrow we got kids football during the day, probably do a little riding in the afternoon and evening. Um, and then Sunday we got foot- football, 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 football. So big weekend a- ahead of us. Um, this one's from Mark, who says, I think Matt LaFleur is the problem. He was a guy being propped up by his assistant coaches. Nathaniel Hackett not doing a great job as a head coach, but probably a better offensive coordinator and a guy that's the day-to-day operational guy for Matt LaFleur. He lost a good one. Now he cannot recover. You could say that. You could say that. I, I still think Matt LaFleur is a a good offensive mind. Um, you know, I, I know that people have talked about, you know, where his offense was ranked when he got the job and, he was possibly going to lose his job for the Tennessee Titans. And, uh, you know, I don't know all of that. I, I know what the rumors were, sure. But you can't argue. <laughs> you just can't argue the first three years of success and throw it all out with the bathwater just because you've you started out three and three. You're six games into a new season and you're ready to bail. And let's be honest, at this point, do you think that this team is so overwhelmingly good that a lot of the talent is being wasted? I think... Defensively, yes. I think defensively, absolutely. Offensively, eh. I think it is what it is. I think you need to utilize a better game plan. I think you got to put the ball in the hands of guys that are difference makers. The number one guy being Aaron Jones in some way, shape, or form. And I also think that, um, you, you know, this team has not played mistake-free football, not even close, over the last couple of weeks especially. Drops, penalties, things like that, they'll kill you. 
So I think there's the, the players are correct. Matt LaFleur is correct. Rodgers is correct. They're not far away. They're, they're not. They're not. It's not like they're getting their asses whooped, you know, by, you know, 42 to 7. They're not far away. They just haven't been able to adjust. Maybe that's where Nathaniel Hackett comes in, or Luke Getze, for that matter. Albeit, I think Luke Getze is a trade for Tom Clements because Tom Clements is more, you know, Aaron Rodgers' guy. But I, th- I that's that might be the area that more so than anything is where the adjustment phase of it would come into play. Um, what else? Uh, let's eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um. Like I said, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Craig Hoffman uh, from the Team 980 in D.C. He's coming up here at the bottom. We'll talk some uh, commander side of the football. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I got this during the break. Ben, uh, we all know what a sloth is, correct? Yeah, of course. Okay. All right. Uh, Jamie says, uh, hey, unit, your old stomping grounds has a pregnant sloth at the zoo. How do you think it <laughs> sounds when a sloth becomes pregnant? What, Ohio State? Uh, no, it's at the Cincinnati Zoo. Oh. Yeah, it's at the Cincinnati Zoo. I just, and it's funny because they sent me a link to the story on WISN. It said the Cincinnati Zoo announced that its 10 year old sloth, Lightning, which is funny with it itself, is pregnant and due, uh, due next summer. I, I, Congratulations. I yeah, I don't know why, first of all, this comes up. But secondly, I think it is funny when you think about you know, amorous physical activity, and then you put it between two slots. You're the one thinking about it. I, you know what? You're right. I agree with that. I'm, I'm stupid that way. Just, I only think of it in the sense of what it would sound like. Speaking of uh, amorous physical activity, there. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Uh, speaking of that certain activity, the chess player that has been alleged to have had a oh, vibrating yeah. devices in a yes. certain cavities has now filed a $100 million defamation lawsuit against one Magnus Carlson, saying that he has completely tanked and ruined his career by spreading all of these false rumors. Oh, so without proof. And how would you get the proof? That's... You either need a picture or the actual device. I uh, um, I read the yeah. whole lawsuit. It's rather interesting. Really? You took time to read a chess lawsuit. What do you think I do with my time? Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? No, it's, I, it's, I do. You're obsessed with it, too, though. It's almost as good as the Patrick Reed, Brandel Shambly $750 million lawsuit. Uh of which I, the language in I I just love how in these settings where someone is being accused of using certain vibrating devices uh, they try to make sure. it sound lawyer like, you know. Okay. Do you have like verbiage that right now that you can you know draw up and say okay this is uh, one of the more in depth portions of the lawsuit regarding and for those that don't know it was a chess player who was accused of using vibrating anal beads to in some way, shape, or form give him an advantage over other players. I'm finding some passages. Give me a minute. <laughs> passages. 
<laughs> oh, thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Uh, oh, the, uh, the other thing was, did you see? I, now, see, I didn't know all of this. Remember the other day somebody had said something about uh, the uh, UW women's volleyball team and a picture or something like that that was uh, going around? I never saw it. Somebody had sent me like a screenshot of something and you can't see because it's all blocked out. It says F and Bucky on it. So I didn't really, I never saw it to begin with and I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Uh, now I get it. It's it. So apparently that thing was leaked out. Somebody hit send to somebody and all of that got out. I, you know, look, and I put this on, on Wednesday night when uh, the university put out its statement. I, this is another example of once you hit send, you can't take it back. Once you take the picture, once you take the video, if you don't have control of it, you can never get it back. And now it's out there. It's out there for forever. Always alert, you know, floating around out there in the Internet world, and somebody's got it. But it's just we talk about this all the time. You know, something every year somebody's, you know, oh, that didn't, I didn't mean for that to get out. I, you know, I... You shouldn't have, it's not that you shouldn't have done it in the first place. You, you know, that's a lesson learned. But this whole thing about, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe it's out there. Once somebody puts it on a phone, it's it's theirs. And if that phone gets lost, if they take it to get it repaired, if whatever, you just never know. You just never know. And you feel bad, you know, because it wasn't meant to get out there. So you understand that there's a lot of things that were never meant to get out there. You know, sex tapes were never meant to get out there, but it's just, you just a lesson learned, I guess, for lack of a better term. All right, Ben, you got a passage? Yes, I do. So this okay, comes go. from the eighth chapter of the lawsuit. A lawyer is going to have to make my language uh, better when it comes to that. Uh, and I quote, notorious for his inability to cope with defeat, Carlson snapped, enraged that the young Neiman, fully 12 years his junior, dared to disrespect the, quote, king of chess and fearful that the young prodigy would further blemish his multi-million dollar brand by beating him again. Carlson viciously and maliciously retaliated against Neiman by falsely accusing Neiman without any evidence of somehow cheating during their in-person game and demanding that the organizers of the cup disqualify him from the tournament. When tournament officials refused to comply with Carlson's corrupt and cowardly demand to baselessly eliminate Neiman from competition, Carlson last out again, this time by boycotting the remainder of the Sink Field Cup in protest. Uh, and it continues. He then confirmed his defamatory accusations against Neiman with a provocative post on Twitter, which had the intended effect of uh, disseminating Carlson's false accusations that Neiman had cheated against him across the globe. Uh, no mention of beads. Yeah, I was going to say there's no mention there. Uh, the rumor itself will be brought into uh, will be brought into evidence at some point, but uh, but yeah, there you go. So okay, so, so in other words, he baselessly accused him of cheating, baselessly, just made it up. He was sitting there across from him. He's looking him in the eye. Rook tonight. What's your move? Bzz, bzz. What the <laughs> hell was that? What was that? It's like the floor moved. What? Why are your eyes getting big? Bzz, bzz. Oh. Queen to Rook 2. Checkmate. Oh, my God. <laughs> your ass is vibrating. <laughs> Winner! 
hundred million dollars. There you go. At stake here. I think Hans Neiman and Patrick Reed would be really good friends. Oh yeah, I think uh, so too. Degenerate cheaters seem like they have you know weird families that go on Twitter with burner accounts and talk crap to people, and then when something goes wrong, they sue for a lot mm-hmm. of money. They'd yep. be friends. I think so. I might have to agree with you on that. No doubt about it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. hit us up? Go ahead and do so. Uh, Mark says he loves that you keep us uh, up to date on the uh, the informed on the chess cheating scandals. I think people out there now live for it. Again, I have my ear to the ground uh, of the pulse of this country and the world, uh, frankly, when we talk about yeah. Ireland. Don't oh, worry. yeah, I, Ireland. I have a lot of sex stories. favors for Irish dance stories. Yeah, that's that was good, too. I like that. You know, polishing of the shillelagh. Not a bad way to go. Soon Get enough, I'm going to break studio. one of these stories. Just wait. <laughs> right? Uh, 877-867-1670. By the way, no Elton Jenkins today at practice. Christian Watson, not there. Elton Jenkins, not there. Randall Cobb, Jake Hansen, not there. Just an FYI. No Elton Jenkins today. Interesting. Hopefully Elton Jenkins is just out because of being out. What is the video of Aaron Rodgers rubbing his nipples? Oh, that was from yesterday. Oh, okay. It's just a, I don't know. It's Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I was off yesterday, so I, I did not get into nipple rubbing videos yesterday. Neither did I, believe it or not. <laughs> okay, let's put the train back on the tracks when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Wabam. W-A-B-A-M. Go to getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com. Cleaning supplies, industrial, janitorial, or things around the house, things for the vehicles, whether it's the boat, the motorcycle, the UTV, the ATV, your car, they've got it all over at Wabam. Go to getwabam.com. Get Wabam, W-A-B-A-M. Getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. That is awful. Tell you what that is in just a moment. Um, that may make it just go down. And if you needed to go back up, call our friends over at <laughs> New Mail Medical. Treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin well beyond the borders. 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. If you have low T, if you're lacking energy, mood, weird, up and down, just, you know, kind of just out of sorts. Give them a shout. They can check your numbers in about uh, five to ten minutes and uh, get you in and out. No problem. Or as the uh, holidays creep in and you're thinking, man, I got to I got to drop some weight. I, I just I can't go through another holiday season and put on another 10 pounds. Can't do it. Get a hold of them for the all in one weight loss program. It works. Just call 414-455-4451. 
414-455-4451. That is the new mail medical center. That is the commander's fight song? No, it's a rap that was made. Okay. Hyping the team up. Uh, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. The Redskins, back when they were the Redskins, used to have a band that played at the games. They were set up in the uh, the end zone. They had a, a band shell uh, actually there, and they were kind of known. They had a band that played on the field uh, that had microphones in front of them, and they would play, you know, the fight song and all that kind of stuff uh, during the game. Now, once you change your name, you got to throw all that other stuff out. You can't be playing that anymore uh, because of the... Uh, you know the change so man it's good point but uh, yeah that new song for the commanders is bad there's also this we are commanders that's terrible <laughs> that's that's terrible Is there anything else? No. No, that's all. <laughs> I mean, we haven't gotten into their dump of a stadium yet, but figured that was next. You know, it, and what's funny is that was state-of-the-art years ago, FedEx Field. That was – FedEx Field was the first of fields to be built in the new era, as many of them are. It, they They – we're state-of-the-art for about a blink of an eye. And then everybody decided, okay, you need more. You you were like, um, it's like when uh, they rebuilt Comiskey down in Chicago. The old Comiskey had style. It had flair. They tried to take some of that over to the new Comiskey. But it just, it, it doesn't have, it's just another ballpark. Where then everybody, and then you had progressive field that was being built. You had uh, mile high, uh, a course field being built, PNC being built. Then you had all these these friendly, these intimate throwback style ballparks that were being built. Comiskey was just another cookie cutter kind of ballpark. There, if you've ever been to it, there's there's nothing dynamic about it. Um, you know, and even even you know Miller Park when it first came out. It was. It had style and flair because of the, I think it's one of two or three roofs like that in the world because of the fan roof, and then they've made it more dynamic on the inside as, as time has gone on, bigger scoreboards, ribbon boards, all that kind of stuff, and they've added to it. Now they got Top Golf, <laughs> so they have all that there. So they've added certain things to make it more, and the outside is more appealing, the brickwork and such. Comiskey just was, yeah. FedEx Field is like that. Their dump of a stadium is just that. It, like Lincoln Financial Field's a really sharp place. The renovation of Lambeau, really sharp place. You look at SoFi, you look at Las Vegas, you look at uh, Jerry World, you look at these monoliths that are being built. And FedEx Field, for being the one of the first ones of the changeovers, it was great that it was new, but that luster wore off in a heartbeat. I mean, it just there's nothing dynamic about that stadium. Nothing to make you go, oh, that's cool. You know, even, you know, back in, like, Cincinnati, that stadium, that Paul Brown Stadium, that's, there, there's nothing dynamic about that place. So They built that on the cheap, thinking, and they were spent their money in a lot of bad areas. 
Yeah, go ahead. Zach Halperin, yesterday, we were talking about them traveling to Washington. He said he was there covering the Packers the last time they were there. I believe mm-hmm. 2018 it yeah. was. And he said he was sitting further up in the press box. He said the Packers PR people had to put ponchos on because it started leaking sewage water onto them. Um, I vaguely remember that. It's, it's, it's not a good stadium. But I, that, I, I, don't even, I don't know if I was there for that. I don't, maybe I wasn't. But we, there's, there's been some, some pretty craptastic stadiums. That, oh, God, the, the old San Diego Stadium. That was another one. That was a bad one. I liked Old Mile High. Old Mile High had a little bit of flair to it. I like that one. I mean, the old Cowboy Stadium was pretty cool. It was really, really, really antiquated. It way had, uh, you know, outlived its usefulness, especially with new technology. But I like the old state, the old Cowboy Stadium. It was unique. We Um. are commanders. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You can't lose to that team, Bill. No. You can't do it. No, you can't. No. But, you know, they have, you know... What what do they have that the Packers don't? Well, they've got a sexually harassed cheerleading squad. Um, do they even have a cheerleading squad anymore? Did they disband that after the whole Daniel Snyder horrid workplace and thing go went down? I know the Rams still have cheerleaders. I know a lot of them have cheerleaders. Has the cheerleader outlived her usefulness? on the sidelines. That's another topic for another day, isn't it? I mean, unless you're Dallas, what is the next most famous squad of cheerleaders? They have cheerleaders in Philly, right? Yes. Okay. Have the Has the cheerleaders on the sideline outlived their usefulness? We on to something else now. Should it be more dynamic, crazy-ass mascots with more antics? And if you sit near the cheerleaders, do they get you to cheer? Back in the day, they had the megaphones and everything, and they got you to cheer. They were screaming and yelling and getting crazy and, you know. But do they get you to cheer? Do they get you to actually cheer now? I don't know. I've, I've, I'm really off a weird path at this point in time. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? Go ahead and do so. Um, by the way, the word is that uh, Elton Jenkins today, not at practice, uh, kind of getting a rest day, just an FYI. So at least it doesn't appear at this time to be injury-related. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's talk to John listening to us in Madison. John, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, thanks. Uh, you threw me off. You got me um, thinking about cheerleaders. Thanks a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I threw you completely down a rabbit hole. My bad. Yeah. It'll take you days um, now to get over that. Yeah. Um, what I was going to talk about is LaFleur. Yeah, go ahead. Better than me. Yeah, you probably know him better than me, you know, listening to him and probably meeting him. But does he seem, like, beaten, you know, not positive at all because – you know, all he talks about is, you know, this reason, that reason. They out uh, uh, worked us offensively, defensively. Um, 
does he have like a positive bone in his body? Is he does he go to his guys and say, "Hey, sorry guys, it's not you, it's me." And at the end of the year, you know what? I'm going to make sure you all get participation rings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he he seems like there's something wrong, and it's it's been a a topic of conversation. Nobody knows what, but it's it seems like there's something that's wrong. You know, you get some contradictory statements between him the locker room, the quarterback and such. But then again, you'll get a lot of the same speak, so to speak, uh, coming out of the locker room as opposed to what he does as well. But it, it he does. Then again, when you're winning, everything's great. But uh, when you're losing and you're getting your ass handed to you, it does seem to be a little bit flipped when it comes to your level of uh, of joy. So I understand it. But, no, I agree with you. There's, there, appreciate the phone call. There seems to be something that's been off with Matt LaFleur because Matt LaFleur just he hasn't ever really been snippy and short and kind of condescending to the media and he suddenly this year seems to be although I you know what go back to you know training camp he wasn't that way in training camp I think it's just the season has not gone right so I I give him some credit for that you know just to say hey I, I think I'd be a little bit upset too if my team was underperforming. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Burn Pit Barbecue. BurnPitBBQ.com. BurnPitBBQ.com. They have rubs. They have sauces. Hot sauces as well. you got to check it out. They're, they're veteran-owned, based right here in the state of Wisconsin. Really good stuff from our friends at BurnPitBBQ.com. 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 Coming up next, we're going to talk to Craig Hoffman. He is with um, radio uh, station down there. In uh, t- uh, the Team 980 in D.C. Going to give us the lowdown on the commanders when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Packers fan, you're trying to get excited about it in some way, shape, or form because you're trying to figure out how to put the train back on the tracks. And if you're the commanders, you're just trying to get yourself a win and look good doing it because other teams have been able to beat up on the Green Bay Packers. So what will happen? Talk with Craig Hoffman of uh, out in D.C., as a matter of fact, getting us up close and personal with the commanders on the Team 980 in D.C. covering the commanders. We'll talk to him coming up here in just a few minutes, or just a couple of seconds, I should say. Uh, yes, uh, by the way, the uh, rumors continue to swirl about the Packers going after uh, Chase Claypool, and uh, nothing uh, you know, as of solid ilk as of yet, but nevertheless, there are teams, and I'm, su- I'm assuming the Packers are one of them, inquiring about the, the wide receiver. Uh, let's go to Craig. Craig Hoffman, uh, the Team 980 in D.C., covering the Commanders. Craig, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? We're good. Um, the on the field, we'll deal with the on the field stuff. Um, you know, the the strength of this team seems to be the defensive trenches. Something that the Packers just experienced coming out of uh, the New York Jets game, where they got their ass handed to them. Is that where this team can win a game against the Packers? Uh, they definitely could. Um, I think that's probably their best bet. Um, defensive line. They are a team that's got a lot of talent. I think frustratingly last year that talent didn't play very well together. 
and now they are playing uh, much better as a unit. They are playing much better individually uh, as, a, as a, you know, kind of the whole is better than some of the parts uh, situation, individual sack numbers, that kind of thing. Um, and so if they can continue to control the run game like they have against a bunch of really good rushing teams, that obviously uh, that obviously helps their ability to contain Aaron Rodgers and, and put him in a tougher spot. So that is certainly the best situation uh, or the best chance for them to play well. Uh, but they haven't really done a whole lot well this season, uh, as their 2-4 and four record indicates. Yeah, I was going to ask you because how big of a distraction, and I don't mean to deal with off the field because I don't want to go in that direction, but how big of a distraction has that been for Ron Rivera and his coaching staff? Um, I don't think a very big one. I just think they're not very good. Um, and I don't, for, for whatever it's worth, I don't mind talking about the Snyder stuff because it's important. And, uh, you know, you, let's just say y'all are lucky to not have to deal with uh, anything in terms of ownership situation with the Packers. Uh, you, you, right. you just have all of you. Uh, having a, a rich person at the top of your organization uh, is it's a thing to worry about, let me tell you. Um, but, you know, I don't think that, that the, it's been a distraction. Um, I think that Ron's a pretty mediocre coach. I think his staff is a pretty poor staff, um, specifically on the offensive side. Um, and I think that decisions they made in the personnel department have come to fruition. They're not very talented in some key areas and need uh, better play out of some of the areas they attempted to address and did so poorly, uh, mainly quarterback. Obviously, Taylor Heineke is going to start this game instead of Carson Wentz, uh, but Wentz has been bad, and that's got a lot bigger to do with their on-the-field stuff than anything going on specific to Dan. I think the the part of where Dan affects it is not like a distraction, so to speak. It's that he's also very bad at his job. Outside of the incredibly poor behavior, he's a bad owner. He's bad at hiring people, and so he didn't hire good people, and those people made decisions, and those decisions are playing out on the field. Taylor Heineke, talk about him since Carson Wentz not going to be uh, up for this match between these two teams. Taylor Heineke, what, what does he bring to the table that gives you hope? Uh, one, he has a knowledge of the offense that will allow them to get deeper into the playbook. They've been incredibly predictable offensively, and uh, I think they can do a lot more with Heineke than Wentz. Wentz seemed to have trouble picking up the playbook. Uh, it would it would seem at least because their calls and kind of some of the things they're running are a lot simpler than they were last year when Heineke ultimately started 15 games following the injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick in week one. He also is more mobile. So some of the issues they've had were a quarterback who could leave the pocket and scramble uh, would be solutions that will be available to them this week. So I think that's big. Uh, I think the fact that he reads the middle of the field better, Wentz has been traditionally really bad in that area and that, that tradition has extended into this season. Um, and I think that's been a huge problem. They've been, they haven't gotten the ball to, to Terry McLaurin nearly as much as they have in the past uh, and would like to. And part of that is, you know, they've got, uh, you know, like these slant flat concepts that every team in the league runs. And Carson loves to throw the flat outside and Terry's the one running the slant. And Terry's been wide open a lot. Taylor will hit him. Um, so I think those are the things that all, that give you hope. Obviously, the obvious downside is some of the explosive plays that Wentz generates because he has a massive arm and can, can hit the deep shots downfield. Those are off the table with Heineke, who has uh, – it might not even honestly meet the prerequisites for NFL arm strength for a starting quarterback. Um, it's it's about as, as uh, non-Rodgers-like, non-Wentz-like as you'll see. 
Packers uh, defensively haven't been bad against the pass. Where they've really struggled is defending the run. Uh, now, obviously, uh, Sam Cosme uh, not playing the right tackle for the uh, for the Commanders. But uh, offensive line wise, how are they in the run game? Give me give me the lowdown. Uh, they've been okay. It's been a bit of a mixed bag. Probably better uh, run blocking team than pass blocking team so far this year. Um, they've had uh, six different combinations in six weeks. Uh, in terms of the offensive line, obviously don't need to tell you that that's not great. Um, but, you know, the Packers, it's been interesting. Their numbers, I want to say, are inflated against the run because they, they've given up all these plays. But there's been a couple of big plays that the Packers have given up that have certainly upped those averages. And so it's going to be on Washington to find those big plays. Can you understand what teams are getting against Green Bay's defensive line where there's missed assignments, confusions, you know, the play hits just right, whatever, and, and game plan those runs. And I think that goes to Washington's problem on the coaching staff where they have not been good at those types of things. And they also have been bad at using their personnel so far this year, including uh, in the Chicago game, that Thursday night disaster that we gifted everybody on national television um, against the bears. They really got the balance between rookie Brian Robinson and their third year player, Antonio Gibson wrong in terms of their running back rotation, much like the Packers have struggled to get the Dylan Jones uh, balance wrong. And so when they get that balance right, they can keep teams guessing, keep them on their toes. And Gibson is a huge, uh, big play potential, explosive play potential kind of guy. And so if they can get his usage right this week, I think that's a, that's a chance for them. If they continue to struggle with that and get a little too obsessed with with uh, Robinson, then I, I don't think that the Packers have nearly as much to worry about. Uh, in terms of the the Washington run game, Robinson's a good back will keep you on schedule, but Gibson's the guy that terrifies you in terms of those big explosive plays that have killed the Packers at times this year. The, uh, the the Packers want to run the ball; they want to get the ball into the hands of Aaron Jones more this weekend with Darren Payne and Jonathan Allen and such up front. Uh, they're extremely solid, but in the secondary, if you can get to the second level, what kind of a threat run stopping and or in the flats crossing patterns and such do the uh, do the Commanders possess? So the run game stuff is interesting because they definitely are susceptible to big runs. Um, and just like we were talking uh, with Gibson and Jones, uh, or Robinson, excuse me, on the, uh, the Washington side, it's the exact same thing in reverse where the commanders, when they have given up a lot of running plays, it is on huge runs. And it's been to uh, the NFC North teams, uh, frankly, in, in a lot of their games. Uh, the Lions were able to hit a bunch of them with DeAndre Swift and then uh, both running backs had a couple and field scrambled for some major yardage uh, last week against Chicago. So Jones is the guy that's scary. And if they can get his usage right and set him up with, by what Dylan does, like I, I do think that there's some potential for big plays there. The commanders linebackers are painfully average. Um, Jamin Davis is a young player who's still learning and is very much not there yet in terms of being a good linebacker. Cole Holcomb is fine uh he's a tackling machine but he will also uh he will also miss some and some of their big runs they gave up against chicago is cole is there in the hole and uh just misses a tackle and the next guy's not there and, and off the race the safety takes a bad angle and, and there you go so um i think that's the the big thing in the run game and then in terms of like second level third level crossing route, things like that, some of the stuff that, that Rodgers has majored in and been so good at, some of the areas where Lazard is really dangerous. Um, 
it's a, been a mixed bag. It's hard to say because they have been a lot better since uh, benching William Jackson the third, and we're still dealing with a relatively small sample size of a couple of games. And one of those games is against Justin Fields in Chicago, who struggles mightily to get the ball out quickly and be efficient uh, in terms of the passing game. So I am very curious to see if Benjamin St. Juice, who's a second-year player uh, up there from Big Ten country, uh, in uh, he was in college at Minnesota. Um, he is a really good corner, and if he can continue to play at a high level on the outside, then uh, I think that they'll be okay in that area because of the lack of, of talent at the wide receiver position due to injury and otherwise for Green Bay. Um, Kendall Fuller is another good player at the cornerback position, and they've got some inexperience in the slot with a kid named Rashad Wild Goose. Um, but if if it's just a matter of time and Rodgers figures some things out, you know, okay, they, if they're smart with their uses of stacks and bunches and can create some confusion, uh, Washington has definitely struggled with some communication stuff in the past, and you know they can potentially bust a big play based off of some of that um, if they can kind of crack that code where. Washington's been a lot better with that stuff with, since Jackson's been out. Talking with Craig Hoffman of the Team uh, 980 down in D.C. Uh, real quick, what is the mood down there regarding the fan base and what's going on and all the rumors and such swir- swirling around that commander's uh, that franchise, for lack of a better term? I mean, they're fed up. Uh, the, the fan base has been deteriorating, Bill, for years. Um, it was once a team that sold out every game. They had a season ticket waiting list. Uh, that waiting list was present until 2018, although it was probably fake since about 2002. Um, and finally they got rid of that a couple of years ago. Um, cause it was, it was pretty obvious when you went to the games, like the, the fans weren't showing up anymore when they opened the FedEx field, which is probably the worst stadium in the NFL back in 1998, it would sell out at 90,000 plus. Uh, they've reduced capacity to 75,000 basically, and they haven't sold out a game as long as I can remember. Uh, and when they do, it's like Packers, Eagles, teams like that that travel really well and, and fill out the, the stadium in a colors that are not burgundy and gold. So the on-field product has been there forever in terms of deterioration. And then the more we learn, the more fans are somewhere between embarrassed and, and angry. I mean, they are, you know, like some of the stuff that happened here is, is potentially criminal. And fans right. look at that, they're upset uh, because they expect the friend. Like, it's not fun to wear the shirt of a team that's owner uh, either committed or uh, employed people who committed potentially criminal acts. And so there's a, a civic pride element that is just gone. Um, so are there still diehard fans? Of course, they, they just care about football. But, like, when you have 20 two years of generally poor football and it feels like the football on the field is trending in the wrong direction under Rivera and you have all this other stuff, there's no real redeeming quality. So I'd say the fan base at this point, um, considering the last couple of years of football and the last couple of years off the field is at the lowest point, the lowest point it's been uh, in the 90 years that they are celebrating for their homecoming this weekend uh, at FedEx field. Craig, great stuff, man. I appreciate it, and we'll talk again soon, okay? All right. Thanks, Bill. Have a good one. You too, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Craig Hoffman of the Team 980 down in D.C. covering the Commanders, and you can kind of tell it in his voice. They're just – they're done. They just want to get rid of Daniel Snyder and get him the hell out of there. He, it's like you just – like he said, some of the stuff could even be criminal. You might have just a crook 
running the team and owning the team, and they just they just want their team back and get it out of his hands. Interesting, interesting stuff. Certainly appreciate him uh, joining the program. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stenny's. Don't forget, second to National Walker's Point next Friday night. They have their Halloween costume contest, giving away cash and prizes. We're judging it. We will see you there. That's, again, next Friday night, the 28th, Friday night, the 28th, down at Stenny's, second to National Walker's Point. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Washington Commanders from FedEx Field. Kickoff at 12 noon Sunday. Aaron Rodgers, who got two hours of treatments on his right thumb Wednesday, was a full participant in yesterday's practice. Packers linebacker Preston Smith was drafted in the second round and played four seasons in Washington before coming to Green Bay in free agency in 2019. I had so many great memories there. Excited to go back and, um, you know, see what it's like. You know, probably go to a nice restaurant or something, get something to eat with some teammates, you know, playing the stadium where it all started for me in my NFL career. Wide receiver Alan Lazard was asked about Robert Tunyon, who had 10 catches against the Jets, a new franchise single-game record for a tight end. Bobby's probably one of the more strong-minded persons I know just for what he's gone through, one is his career, but then also just, you know, coming battling back from his injury and everything this year. Getting him back out there, having him get that tight end record. Taylor Heineke will start a quarterback for the Commanders for the injured Carson Wentz. Heineke faced the Packers last year at Lambeau. Green Bay won 24-10. I think the biggest thing I took away from last year was uh, just the experience. Um, I think the more reps you get in live games, the more comfortable you get. So starting 15 games last year, I feel a lot more comfortable, a lot more confident in uh, what I need to do to win and what not to do to lose. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. He is a scrappy dude, and it was evident last year when we played him. What do you have, like 99 yards rushing or whatever it was? Competitive, can make all the throws, and then can beat you with his legs. So we're going to have to do a very, very, very good job of trying to contain him within the pocket and can't let him get loose. That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill coming up. They've got a meat raffle that is going to benefit the uh, Badgerland Ski Team. Uh, So if you're going to be out to Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill coming up, uh, and I think that's, I want to say it's not next weekend. It's a weekend after that. Uh, in the November, but uh, they have a meat raffle coming up, and all the benefits proceeds going to be the uh, Badgerland Ski Team. Love the Badgerland Ski Team. They do uh, the uh, shows out there on Pewaukee Lake and uh, all over, really, the area, but just uh, a good group of young people. Um, so if you're going to be out to Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill, support that. Support that. And they do uh, meat raffles for different cuts. I've never been really a part of a meat raffle before. So, Ben, have you? You ever gone into one of the pubs that do the meat raffles? You walk out of there with big steaks and chops and all that kind of stuff? No. There you go. I've not. Okay. Just checking. I've never done it either. I've I've been a part of it. I've 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 seen it, but I've never like, you know, bought into them before. But uh I Curly's does it all the time. So, we're going to uh we're going to do that uh, coming up in a couple of weeks benefiting the Badgerland. We got a, a friend of ours. His daughter uh, is a skier on the Badgerland ski team, and they invited us out. So we're going to go out to Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. They, they do a lot of that kind of stuff for the community. So out there on Pewaukee Lake. 
Looking forward to it. Coming up in the next hour, uh, as we wrap up the weekend, going into the weekend, I should say, wrap up our week, Mike Clemens is going to be here in about 15 minutes, so stay tuned for that as we break down the Packers and the Commanders going into this week and uh, over the next segment of the program. What we're looking for, what we're looking for uh, with, uh, with this game this weekend, that's the next segment of the show. What are you, If you have to say, don't give me just a win, what specifically are you looking for in this game this weekend? What specifically are you looking for this game this weekend? That's going to make you go, okay, I can breathe a little bit when it comes to the Green Bay Packers and maybe regain a little bit of faith. You know what I mean? So I want to get into that because I think there are some things out of this game that I want to see. I've got a checklist of stuff, and uh, I want to see if mine kind of goes along with what your thought process is. 877-867-1670. Light them up. 877-867-1670. Stick around. Another hour of the Bill Michaels Show. This portion of the program Brought to you by our friends at Boondocks Barbecue, Burgers, and Brew. They got all kinds of food. Uh, if you just want to be an adult to a kid and events and stuff coming up and a great place to go. And Tom and his staff out there, just such good people. As a matter of fact, he was the one that brought me the Angel's Envy uh, last year. During So I got more bourbon. We were talking about bourbon earlier. I got That's where I got the Angel's Envy from. My buddy Tom out there. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.